0: Welcome to the double shot with your favourite cousins, James and Alex. I I didn't know whether you were waiting for me to uh, introduce or whether you thought I might have thrown the uh, the remix intro in again.
1: Sorry. I've gone gone traditional, traditional this week. Welcome, everybody. Uh, look, I mean, you and I record from different cities, right? And a lot of people may or may not know that because uh, producer yeah. JB is so good at his job. It sounds like we're just next to each other, but yeah. sometimes I can't, I can't hear the intro music, so I just have to have to wing it. And I can confirm, and, I could and, not hear. And, it just and, and
0: just on that note, too, <laughs> yes. you you yeah. are now, uh, I think, three weeks into recording in your new studio. Yeah, yeah. Uh, give us a give us a bit of a rating. Well, how's it stacking up? It was purposely built to be a podcast <laughs> recording studio. Uh, how how much no. better is it than the, the home?
1: No, do you know what? It was meant to be a purpose-built podcast and then I think I think they might have ran out a bit of money at the end. No, I'm just kidding. But um,
0: I... It sounds <laughs> all right. Pretty reasonably soundproof.
1: Yeah. Look, well, beats being in the spare bedroom in the basement of my own home in winter. <laughs> that's for sure. Because <laughs> that place is a cold, cold dark dungeon. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Just you and Charles.
1: <laughs> Me and Charles. That's right. They're really friendly but annoyingly loud cat. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Hey, uh, this morning I was driving into work, and I was, I'm feeling a little bit extra pumped up today because, mm. for whatever okay. reason, my Spotify just decided to serve me up some some old classic Eminem. Ooh. And I don't remember the last time I intentionally, actively went to find Eminem and put one of his songs on. Okay, maybe a bit of lose yourself, you know, in the last couple of years when I needed a real pump up. Yeah, but you know the um, what album is it? The real Slim Shady. I don't know. Ooh, it's literally okay. the OG.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's like I, late nineties vintage. Yeah,
1: it's. It, I don't think it's late. Is it late nineties?
0: I'm pretty but sure because it it's was the early two
1: thousands at least.
0: It was the first ever mixtape that I ever got was someone Mixed copied tape. for me. Um, <laughs> so just before CDs, someone copied for me the real Slim Shady because obviously the, mum, the mum and dad, mum and dad weren't going to go and buy the the real Slim Shady for for an eight year old. <laughs> Um, so we had to we had to basically bootleg it from from you know older siblings, <laughs> Older si- siblings. They, they'd, I think back sorry. back in that day, they'd have sorry, to play the
1: whole album. Two thousand. I've just looked it up.
0: Oh, okay.
2: You, you might be um, talking about the be, um the like the Marshall Mathers maybe
1: LP. Marshall sorry, Mathers. I, yeah, because um, I, um, I was
0: I was eight. I was eight. Yeah.
1: Sorry, you were definitely you were actually you wouldn't you you have been ten then.
0: I in was ten. I was ten in two thousand, but I, I swear I got it when maybe I was ten. Okay, so I got it as sorry, when I was ten. Sorry,
1: the real Slim Shady. The song is on the Marshall Mathers LP. Anyway, back to and, you. Back to Gabriel you. So you've notice,
0: listened, listened just, to a bit of Eminem. An and um, it's and such what, a good time. What, what has Spotify rolled out for you?
1: No, just just like classic after classic, and all I'm remembering is playing excessive amounts of Need for Speed on Xbox with my brother, and just listening to this. <laughs> Epic songs that are actually very angry but you just had no idea when you were a kid, right, and you would just, you know, like they would just be stuck in your head all the time.
0: You weren't really listening to the meaning behind the words, yeah.
1: (laughs) No, but um, wow, what an album. Like if you want a throwback and you're a similar age to James and I, I would highly, highly recommend the throwback and um, you know, Mockingbird, I just I've been singing it all morning. I can't get it out of my head. Well that's that's a bit later on. That's as a well, bit of a
0: that's a bit of a go-to lullaby for me with little Davies, So and, and I don't know the Mockingbird. Really, on the I, over don't there, Melba. No, I don't know the <laughs> Mockingbird lullaby, so I default to Sorry, I'm just um, thinking of James. Ellie, I know you miss your mom. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. I go, oh, Davey, 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 I know you miss your I don't. I know, I know, I know the words lost to it. that song, but I don't know the words to the actual oh, lullaby. Mm.
1: There's tears in my left eye. Tears in my left eye. Um, anyway, you learnt a fact that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, So, the, so I thought,
0: wanted. I mean, I text this through to you <laughs> during the week, random facts or numbers mm. that get thrown out to you and it just like, Amazes you, right? I was reading in the paper this think, week. That, you think
1: someone's stuffed up because you're like, no, 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 that can't be right.
0: Yeah, it's like, whoa, that just seems impossible, right? Um, yeah. And 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 the one that, that that I came across during the week was Amazon, massive company, obviously, one of the biggest in the world, uh, a lot of people online shopping becoming very, very prevalent. Amazon are building a brand new distribution warehouse and mm. it's it's in Craigieburn actually in, in, the, in the north of Melbourne mm. and it's 209,000 square metres. So 209,000 square metres, which which that number, you Mental. know, it's, it's just a big number. What does it mean though? What's the context? And mm. it went on to say, for those wondering how big that is, and I thought, well, that's me. It is 11 MCGs, 11 MCGs just as a a distribution warehouse for people's parcels that they order online. And it's it's on four levels, by the way, four levels of of the MCG. Just
1: it blew my mind. I thought that's That's massive. That's pretty mind-blowing. That's pretty mind-blowing, I have to say. And that's in
0: Craigieburn, is it? Wow. In Craigieburn. So, and, yeah. and for
1: context, it's like it's,
0: it's, so it's 209,000 square metres. It's just a touch bigger than their only distribution warehouse in Australia today that's actually live. Their only distribution warehouse in Australia is 9,000 square metres. So it's, it's a whole 200,000 square metres bigger.
1: <laughs> did, did you just say it was just a
0: touch bigger? <laughs> just a touch bigger. There's one just in the west t- of Sydney that's their biggest touch. so far at 9,000 square metres. This is going to be, you know, 20 of those Two, more.
1: 200,000 square metres more. <laughs> unbelievable.
0: Well,
1: that, that is unbelievable. I want to tell you though, just really quickly, my, my one unbelievable fact that comes to mind when people say like, you know, what what's an unbelievable fact? And I've had to verify this many times, but did you know there are actually... Cables underneath the sea that connect our countries with internet.
0: Ooh, don't know about <laughs> that.
1: One. Literally, look it up. Look it up. <laughs> don't
0: know about that. They're run
1: by Microsoft, Google, I'm looking at producer
0: Jordan, JB. Uh, JB, no. Know- JB, no. True
1: trendy stuff. True trendy stuff.
2: Oh, I don't, I don't would, know about this one. I think it deserves a fact check.
1: We'll, no, we'll, we'll come it back is to that later in the true.
2: Show, But you
0: reckon. So you reckon. New yes. Zealand and Australia are collected by an optic fiber
1: yep yes you're exactly <laughs> right I think we take it for granted in this uh we can't we fly can't.
2: world wow more than 95 percent of international data is transmitted by wires at the bottom thank of the you. ocean called thank submarine you. communications cables
1: thank you we ca- thank
0: you you're kidding we we've we've got cables yep. connecting yes. Australia to New Zealand yes and we can't even I can't even I can't even get internet <laughs> in some parts of Brisbane. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yet, someone's figured out how to take it under the sea to
2: New Zealand. Eight thousand meters under the Thank surface, you. Thank as you. tall as Mount Everest under the surface. Thank you.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I'll be. All
0: right. Uh, now, this is a lovely segue. Last week, we talked about <laughs> the Yimby, the "Yes in My Backyard" uh, concept, and the minority. <laughs> Well, well, no, it's it's gaining mainstream down in Canberra. They're, they're rezoning all the land. For those who want to listen, um, go back one episode. But uh, <laughs> let's talk about the Nimbys because in the surf coast, so down Torquay Way, mm-hmm. there's a Victoria. massive NIMBY movement, the opposite of what's going on in Canberra mm-hmm. at the moment, and not in my backyard, and it involves, this one involves one of your friends. One of your <laughs> friends, doesn't it? Oh, uh, oh Cam. Yeah. Cam, Shepard, Cam Shepard. Cam Shepherd, and uh, his brother, Oakland Communities uh, a yeah, big developer develop been going for 40 odd years. They maybe longer maybe. Maybe yeah. even longer. They are proposing a 2000 lot subdivision in Torquay and it's mm. been refused on the basis that there's no need for it.
1: The which state they've refused it.
0: In a housing crisis there's no need <laughs> I for know. more supply. So it did, it did grab headlines, but let's maybe unpack it a little bit because it, 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 there is a couple of layers to it, isn't there? It's not um as straightforward as, as NIMBYs or, or you know, blocking a development because of a housing supply. We're, we're, give us a bit of an insight here into the the <laughs> for and against.
1: Oh, well, I mean, we'll, we'll, well, before we go into for and against, I would say that um I think you've got to understand the surf coast, particularly this area, Spring, Spring Creek around Torquay, like it's... It's quite a protected area. Torquay is mm-hmm. actually very protected. There's a lot of nimbys there, but you got to remember, like people move there to be sort of in a small surf town, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I think inherently, if you get a developer who wants to come along and, and build two thousand lots, even even maybe a couple of hundred, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be When There's not a lot of infrastructure.
0: In fairness to you know, in defence of the government, there's not a lot of infrastructure. The roads aren't big. Uh, I don't think the train goes past. Does the train go past Geelong? I don't think so. Um, I don't think so, actually. So, so you know, you, you're going to be introducing sure. uh, a lot of traffic, two thousand uh, houses, and, and everything that comes along mm. with that. Potentially some well, environmental protection as well involved yes, yep, in, in yeah. the state's defence.
1: Yeah, all of that, but I guess here the 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 boys I'm going to call them the, the um, Shepherd brothers, and I do know Cam, uh, but I but I haven't actually texted him on this yet. But I've been meaning to say to him, oh, you? So you've you've given Dan Andrews a bit of a I'll see you in court, have you? <laughs> see what he says. But um, I think they've sort of. Not happy about it because the state government have come out and said, "Well, look, there's sufficient land supply out here. There's at least ten years worth of land supply. We don't need to bring on another two thousand homes and, and um, plug in more land supply. We've got to use what we've got at the moment." Uh, and the developers are just saying, "Well, you know, you're going based on what numbers? Like, how old are these numbers? And they are sort of prior to prior to COVID numbers. They're a bit mm-hmm. older,
0: so." I mean, it's like... Well, it's a bit ugh, of a I chicken can't... or the egg, right? Like, because, totally. you know, what, what causes housing to be in demand? Is it is it the availability? You know, if, if a lot of people maybe didn't have Torquay on their radars because it's not mm. uh, not very affordable. Like, there isn't a lot of houses down there and it totally. is quite expensive. So putting yep, 2,000 yep. blocks of land puts a lot of supply there, probably makes it more affordable for those, you know, that it that, that was previously out of reach. Uh, but it's and a very interesting one because it's going to go to the courts. They're they're challenging yeah, it, yeah. and the government are saying that we've got basically some population forecasting that says that that yeah, only you know, let's say fifty people move there every year, and there's you know, so so there's no there's there's there's, there's plenty of supply. We've got five hundred blocks of land. We've got ten years worth of supply <laughs> in in Torquay, whereas these guys, mm. uh, you know, the the developer is saying, well, you know, why don't you let the market? dictate that, approve it, um, provided we don't, you know, contravene any environmental um, Mm. regulations and the like. And if we can't sell it, then obviously there is no demand. Uh, What's the harm type of thing, which, yeah, I don't know. It's a a very polarising thing.
1: Well, and I think too, like, you know, these are very experienced developers, you know, these aren't like what you would... Call backyard developers, right? 2,000 lots is a significant subdivision and I think developers like this take very calculated risks, don't they? So they'll only bring on what the market can absorb. Mm. Um, So, you know, that could be 20 lots a year. It it could be be 50 lots. They'll only bring on what the market can absorb and the only true way of knowing is actually doing it and and bringing it on and and seeing how it goes. But I, I don't believe that governments and councils spend money effectively on infrastructure without the population already there. So they're not going to build infrastructure to somewhere that doesn't have the the land supply sort of plugged in for the next few years or doesn't have the population. They're going to build it when the population absolutely needs it because it's the best justification of their money, No.
0: Yeah, well, you know, and I guess, you know, their theory is, you know, there is a housing supply issue. So people are going to look to regional areas, for example, uh, as an alternative, if the cities can't supply them with enough housing. Uh, That'd be the basis of of their their argument, I guess. Uh, Interestingly, they will have a hard time because the way that the legislation Mm. is written is that the developers need to prove that not only is the government data uh, out of date or, or, or inaccurate, mm-hmm. they've got to actually prove that it's irrational, like that it's mm-hmm. it's so far beyond being reasonable uh, that there is enough supply. So it's, it's a massively high bar for them to jump over. But I think it's it's going to be really interesting because how it plays mm-hmm. out in the court of public opinion as well uh, might be a different story, um, uh, you know, g- given that housing crisis is everywhere at the moment oh, and yeah. you've got someone wanting to build 2,000 of them. Literally. It's going to be hard for the government to spin that.
1: And, and you can't help but think, well, you know, if we'd make the right decisions in the first place, we wouldn't be in this housing crisis. So we might have to do something we haven't done before. <laughs> Who th-
0: <laughs> who'd have thought?
1: Stat, stat, fact, the stat man. Stat fact. Cuz, your little stat fact for you building approvals are down, no surprises, by 18%. Weakest result since August 2020. Kind of surprising. So, a little yeah. bit surprising. Pretty much, like, pretty much when
0: home, home builder, yeah, was about then, I was going to ask,
1: yeah, it must have kicked in like just just after that, or or um, or we saw the effects of home builder, you know, one or two months after mm. people had actually secured their land. Um, one hundred and seventy six thousand approvals for the year so far. Um, so our June to June average for new build cost rose twelve and a half percent. That's from about four hundred seven thousand dollars to four hundred sixty one thousand dollars.
0: Actually, I reckon twelve and a half percent's quite light. Uh, I, I would have thought. I, I feel like it's it's probably been a bit higher, but I agree. Um, but yeah, I agree. no surprise. I mean, interest rate cuts are doing their job, right? They're they're slowing spending. Um, you know, per our our last point, not the best timing with with the housing challenges, <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. but hey, you know, I think that's good. I think that's a good result because that's what the Reserve Bank wants to see, and and you know, th- think. Coupled with the announcement last week that there was going to be a pause to rates uh, going up, I, th- I think that'll probably give them even more ammunition to feel that that keeping rates where they are for now is the right thing to do. Bloody lovely. Hey, uh, you want to let's talk about some companies that are making an absolute killing at the moment, uh, and, and I'm going to start with the Commonwealth Bank. They have made ten billion dollars last year. Ten. I saw that. billion dollars.
1: like profit, just hard, hard out profit,
0: massive, massive number. um and 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 I guess the thing that jumps out to me is the banks are making a massive margin on yes. the difference between what they pay to people who park their savings. With the bank, and what mm-hmm. they then loan it out as. So, so, so the way that banks work, right, is they oh, um, borrow plan. borrow money short term, so that they take it from people who place their savings with them or mm-hmm. term deposits, and then they go and lend it long term in in, in mortgages, right? And I don't know what um, I've got. A couple of friends who've got savings accounts like term deposits going at the moment. And I think they're getting, you know, maybe some might be getting as high as as four or five percent. But 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 that's that's if you're Whoa. parking it and not able to access it at all for a couple of years, right? Um, most people, if if they're wanting a limited access, you know, three mm. percent and and closer to two percent, if you want to be able to do say one yep. one or two withdrawals a month.
1: Yeah, yeah. When you're paying Mine, six percent
0: on your home loans, that's a yeah. massive spread that they're huge. making a profit on.
1: Huge, huge. I'm with now my savings account. I get about two and a half percent, and I thought I was doing really well. I was talking about Josh last night. CBA is getting four point one percent. Come well, and go. I've
0: got one with CBA, and it's it's two two point something, but but it's it's like unlimited transaction activity, so it's not. Um,
1: yeah, that's not sense. probably
0: some of the better products, but uh, right. but yeah,
1: yeah, interesting. Interesting. Well, I thought, I thought also just um, it, within that article, 3.4% of loans were in a negative cash flow position. So, you know, mm. I think that that kind of went, well, it totally went against what all the media and, and I guess economists were speculating that there'd be as, as high as 15% of people in a negative cash flow position. Mm. Um, so And that also doesn't include the cash savings up, um, buffer in their offsets. Right. So, yeah, probably
0: hardly any, to be honest.
1: Well, that's right. People are in a, um, I think, contrary to popular belief, in a very strong position. Or maybe we panicked early. You know, maybe that's the one, one good thing that's come out of negative headlines is maybe people have panicked mm-hmm. much earlier and um, made made a really conceited effort to change their habits or the, you know their spending habits. So mm. I'm not, you know, we may well not really know the the true the true numbers for another couple of months or, or even years. But I find it a very interesting exercise.
0: Yeah, and I think Commonwealth Bank, they're the biggest bank in Australia. I don't think they should be making that much profit, personally. But putting that aside, I do, I probably um, put the most weight on on what they say in terms of the broader economy because they have the vision on on most um, do accounts, you now? right? Yeah, yeah I do mm. so uh, you know and and they they're really they're a lot more bullish on rates um, sort of staying where they are and if not coming down a little bit sooner than, than all mm-hmm. the other banks, which is interesting you know being the biggest bank seeing the most number of business bank accounts and 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 uh, home loans and, and savings accounts. I feel like you know their their comments on that has a little bit more weight. Uh, mm. you sold car a car styles. you sold a car recently. Um, I don't think. Not through car
1: sales,
0: though. No, not through (laughs) car sales.
1: Well, I tried to. It didn't work.
0: Well, you must be one of only few because (laughs) car sales sales are absolutely killing it. The company, car sales.com, reported a quadrupling of profit.
1: A quad, a four-timer.
0: Four times the profit this year of what they made last year. Unbelievable.
1: Well, it says a 301% leap in net profit to $645 million. Um, Meanwhile, their revenue surged 53%. So, like, people are selling their cars and car sales are making good money. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like it's actually pretty cheap and affordable to sell your car on car sales too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I haven't haven't done it for a while.
1: You don't even have to sell your car for them to make money it's like an ab- you pay an advertising fee
0: well interestingly yeah uh, Interesting. it, it is an australian company but half of its profit nowadays is made outside of australia so oh. they've got uh, they've bought some uh, businesses in america and um and latin america which which i mm-hmm. assume What's latin america is that like central <laughs> america <laughs> anyway, it's, uh, yeah, half, half the savings coming it's out of the there. Latin and
1: portion of America, James. And, and,
0: and, and read into this what you will. The biggest growth is in SUVs, family cars.
1: I mean... Are we going through a baby boom? Do you know? It feels
0: like we are. it are. <laughs> baby, ba- baby, birth numbers are, are significantly up, but they were, down like during, we're- they were down during the pandemic. So I, I think it's more, more like just catch up for some of the people that might have put plans on hold during the pandemic. yep, um, yeah, but yeah, yep. I, you know, uh, we are seeing a baby boom. So maybe that coincides with the SUV uh, it must. upgrades.
1: Man, it feels like it. I mean, like obviously I'm prego, but like it Not feels prego. like it feels like everyone is. Yeah. I'm walking down the street, you, just it's everywhere.
0: Well, we upgraded. But, we upgraded from uh, a Yaris to an SUV. Our neighbours across the road are pregnant. They just upgraded to an SUV from a from a, um, a hatchback. Makes a lot
1: of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So the baby boom coincides with the SUV boom, Cas?
0: Yeah, oh, there you go. <laughs> Demographics. Okay Kaz, question without notice. Other oh, than dear. Other than the job that you have, what would be the best job in the world in your opinion? <laughs> And I'll give you some thinking time, you know. Like for example, uh, a couple of years ago there was an advertisement, you know, the best job in the world, which was was, you know, there was a big giveaway and an international competition to basically get, get a job where you got paid to travel, which was, you know, considered
1: that's best where job my mind went. That's um, where my mind went. Yeah.
0: Obviously, uh I wouldn't I wouldn't say being a political person is anywhere near, even though you get a bit of power, I guess. I wouldn't say that's a good job. Okay. But what, what do you got? What do you got for me? Dream job?
1: No, my mind went to travel, but then and then I sort of like tried to humble myself and think, Well, everything seems like it might be the best job in the world. You know, like someone might say a movie star, you know, it seems great. You get to travel the world, you're famous, you get all this stuff thrown at you, but I'm not sure what the best job in the world would be because it's still a job. <laughs> the best job is is really working for yourself. I mean, yeah. that's a very broad thing, and it, it's it's the best job because you're making the decisions for yourself. It can, in many ways, it can be much more stressful, you know, no. than just handing in yeah. in leave somewhere and and literally taking your work boots off. And and I can see the appeal in that as well. I guess I guess something travel related. You know, it might be fun to um, be a be a private pilot. You know, get to uh, rub shoulders with some very interesting people, but not actually be sort of famous yourself. Yeah. But meet, meet a lot of interesting people, go to a lot of interesting places. Yeah. You're not necessarily on the beck and call of a well, big commercial planes, airline.
0: planes fly themselves these days anyway, so you really just sit there, <laughs> don't you? Get a first-hand view. <laughs>
1: oh, I, I, sp- I, I
0: spoke to your brother, Kate, about it. He said he basically does nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he di- he, hurt not his, big... he hurt his knee and I said, why does that mean you've got to take time off work? They fly themselves, <laughs> don't they?
1: Don't you sit down now when you fly a plane? You don't. Yeah.
0: You sit down and yeah, eat I, biscuits. Yeah,
1: I don't know, but you've, you've obviously like come up with something, and also well, like number I know one, a few guys that are tour guides no, overseas, and, and that sounds pretty fun and amazing. Because I'm a people person, so
0: yeah, not not sound. for me personally, not for me no, personally. I'm, so. I'm a homebody, but um, <laughs> I reckon a cool job would be to, be to be the person that gets to call the lotto winner. That'd be pretty. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Your whole That's job so is just funny. to. Literally, you just work Monday to Friday (laughs) scripting, like, how, how am I going to break the news and get, you know, the best reaction um,
1: from whoever wins the lotto? Probably not a full time job, but I was gonna is, say I reckon it's just like one. just
2: a random person in the office, like <laughs> like the golden casket. All right, you're yeah. up this week,
1: All right, Amy, you're up. <laughs> just yeah. to try and cheer oh, up oh. the
2: office workers every now and then. It's like here's a little it's, little spice in yeah. your life. Yeah, it's
1: on a rotational basis. It's like <laughs> they're actually running they're running all of the numbers in the background, but uh, someone's got to call the winner. <laughs> well, I reckon that might
0: be number one, but, but number two job has to be to be charged with this job, which is. A government estimator. Like if you just get to estimate the the cost of of (sighs) government spending, that's just like easiest job in the world. You can can be out by a factor of 300% and they
1: don't care. Maybe they use the lotto to actually select the number.
0: Maybe that's (laughs) what they do. Maybe they don't actually have estimators. Maybe the same, you know... I don't know. Do a straw poll, and someone gets to you? figure out what the inland rail's going to cost. You know, <laughs> what do you reckon? Thirteen well, billion
1: more. Well, you know, they Tats Lotto, Tats Lotto, pulled the. You know, the third number came out last night, and it was fifty-five. So I guess we'll put fifty-five million in the, uh, in the bank for the Sydney Metro West side. How
0: about the, that. So of the thirteen biggest um, infrastructure projects in Australia. Mm. They have a combined cost overrun of ninety mm. billion dollars. <laughs> ninety billion dollars.
1: Honestly, it's so, just,
0: yeah. and 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna point out a couple here. Go on. Inland Rail got announced in 2015. It's gonna cost 9.9 billion. So someone clearly, clearly, it was gonna cost 10, but it just sounded a bit too big. So they thought, well, let's go 9.9 and we'll, <laughs> we'll find, in you know, a hundred mil. Somewhere, oh dear. Uh, it's now up to thirty-one billion. Smoking Joe's. That was only eight years ago. Has it gone from nine to thirty-one billion?
1: I mean, like, I could pull you up and say, well, the whole construction industry is completely blown out along inflation and, and CPI and all of that jazz. But I think the problem here oh, is it tripled. Is, has it? Is the pace is the pace at which well, a the estimating number one, b the pace at which they deliver these. Big projects. It's so it's so bloody slow that you know inflation catches up with them, costs catch up with them. Go on, give us your next one. I wasn't well, sure where you're going with this segment, but yeah, I
0: don't mind it. Well, okay, I'll give you I'll give you the next one. Uh, what do we got here? The East North East Link <laughs> in Victoria. Yeah, yeah. 2016 was going to cost six billion dollars. That's up to 16.5 billion. I don't even think I, they've I, started.
1: I don't think they've even. I do not even, even started. I mean, they might have started ish, but it's certainly not significantly.
0: Sydney <laughs> Metro 13, that's just doubled in the space of four years. Like, unbelievable. Anyway, you know so I reckon not- that'd be a pretty cool job if you just get to be the government estimator. It's not even your own money, so you just get you just sort of figure out what you think it's going to cost, and you know a job near a job
1: with no consequences. Cause I think that's what that's the kind of job that you're looking for in this life. <laughs> a job with no consequences. <laughs>
0: that or that all ringing people to tell them they've won the lottery. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, you know, and if you stuff that up, it's still good news. So, you know, I think that's ultimately what your dream job is. Mine is something to do with travel and people. Yours is no consequences. <laughs> Just want to be able to
0: drive home at night and sleep really well.
1: <laughs> you know what? That's, all that's all I'm pretty after. cool. That's pretty cool. And that's completely the opposite Jordan, of
0: what you have. Close out on you. We, we, you've been thinking over there. Your, what do you think?
2: I I think like almost like a secret shopper type thing. (laughs) I reckon that like if if you could get a good wage by going to like either fancy restaurants or like fancy hotels or stage shows and experiences, like an experienced secret shopper. Yeah. I think that would be pretty cool.
1: Because again, right. that's why again food, it's just it's food your critics become your opinion.
2: Like it's—it's it's just your opinion. There's not really any consequences, <laughs> <laughs> except no. for potentially shutting down people's livelihoods. That, but. Yeah, food was terrible.
1: <laughs> that's true. That is so true, though. There hmm. are no like you—you you, your job is to criticize. Yeah. So
2: yeah.
1: you know.
0: Yeah. Does, I mean, does that then do mean, mean you've got an obligation to not to be overly positive though? <laughs>
2: Well, yeah, it's, again, I can't it's, 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 it's everything subjective, a right? Well, yeah. Like, I might hate it, but it could be the best thing on <laughs> earth.
0: <laughs> oh. If you're still with us, thanks for hanging in there. Um, that is the episode. If you think there is a dream job out there, if you've got the dream job, hit us up, let us know. I'd love oh my to God, uh, get I would some feedback. Know. Yeah, mm. yeah, love to get some feedback. If you think there's one that we're missing, that's an obvious dream job. Uh, Quick shots coming out later this week. We will see you next week. Thank you, everyone.
1: Thanks for listening to another episode of The Double Shot with your favourite cousins, Alex and James Fitzgerald. If you've got a burning question or something we absolutely need to talk about on the pod, please write to us. Both of our emails are in the show notes. For little real estate tidbits and a little bit of banter, okay, a lot of banter, you can follow us on the gram. Our handle is thedoubleshot.podcast. That, my friends, is thedoubleshot.podcast. Until next time, think of us when you sit back and sip your next double shot.